0: Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Benjamin Franklin conceived of it. Winston Churchill campaigned for it. Kaiser Wilhelm first employed it. Woodrow Wilson and Franklin Roosevelt went to war with it. The United States fought an energy crisis with it. What are we talking about? Daylight saving time. The goal, to use daylight to its maximum advantage, is recognized by many to be beneficial, but this deceptively simple idea has been controversial. Proponents have proclaimed daylight saving time's benefits, including saving energy, reducing automobile accidents, providing more daylight for outdoor activities, and many other reasons. Daylight saving time has many detractors, uh, from farmers to parents of school children. They've waged battles against it. Now in Utah, two legislators say they may propose that Utah either drop daylight saving time or put the question to voters. So today we're going to talk about this. And we begin with David Perrault, a leading expert on the subject, author of Seize the Daylight, The Curious and Contentious Story of Daylight Saving Time. Later in the program, we'll be joined by Representative Lee Perry and Senator Aaron Osmond. Those are the legislators who will propose this legislation. And Steve Goodwin will join us. He works in the tourism industry in the Moab area. Uh, In the meantime, we welcome in uh, David Perrault. Welcome to the uh, program.
1: Hi, Tom. Happy to be with you.
0: We appreciate you taking the time to uh, be with us. You uh, you are and have become the go-to expert on this. Uh, how did you get into daylight saving time?
1: Well, uh, I was working as a researcher for the U.S. Department of Transportation, and I got involved with what became the largest study ever of uh, the technical effects of daylight saving time, how it affects uh, traffic accidents and energy usage and crime and several other areas. While I was doing that, I got curious about the history of Daylight Saving Time. I found that very few people knew anything about it, so I started researching that, and eventually I found out a very interesting history, going way back, as you mentioned, to Benjamin Franklin. And so eventually I put all that information together in my book, Seize the Daylight, and uh, I became a person that some people Contact when they need some information about it.
0: <laughs> you hold a doctorate. Uh, you you work in artificial intelligence. Understand?
1: Yes. Uh,
0: so I wonder that uh, artificial—that'd be a place to start. Artificial time. Right. Um, and you mentioned in the book that uh, it's been a long time since we were on natural time, right? We we we've been in artificial time for a long time, even before daylight saving time.
1: Oh, it's right. Daylight saving time is really the third uh, step away from natural time. Natural time would be. When the sun is at its maximum, we call that noontime. And that's the way it was for, for thousands of years. And when we started getting uh, mechanical clocks, it turned out that the actual day is not exactly 24 hours. It's a, Some days it's a little bit more, some days a little bit less. And so we came up with the concept of mean time. When you think of Greenwich Mean Time, that's what mean time is about. It says we average all the days over the year. And we say that every day is 24 hours, even though it isn't. That's the first step away from real time. Then the second step was, in the late 1800s, uh, there were a lot of benefits. It was determined to have uh, time zones, because every up to then, every town had its own uh, time. And so we put in time zones, and that was a second step away from natural time. And then... Uh, Starting around World War One is when we put in daylight saving time. And that's really the third step away from natural time.
0: Uh, so um, uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, Benjamin Franklin. It seemed like he was first up with so many things. Uh, he, he wrote a funny, I guess it would be a letter to the newspaper in, when he was in Paris. Tell us about
1: that's that. That's right. He was our ambassador to France, and uh, he was seventy-eight years old um, in seventeen eighty-four and uh he wrote a letter saying that one day he was awakened early and he saw the sun shining through his window and normally he would sleep late because he went to, as an ambassador went to all these diplomatic parties that lasted into the night and he'd sleep till noon but this one day he woke up early and he saw the sun shining in his window and he realized that he was lighting his house with expensive candles in the evening and if he had just waken up earlier he'd be able to light his house for free with the light of the sun. And so he had the idea that if people woke up close to the sunrise, they'd be able to make better use of daylight. So that was his uh, concept, sort of the basic concept behind daylight saving time. But he didn't have any real mechanism to do it. He never thought of changing the clocks. He just thought of some uh, humorous methods, such as having attacks on shutters, and uh, having a cannon going off every morning at sunrise to wake everyone up. <laughs> right. None of which ever got uh, implemented.
0: Yeah. I, I guess if you, you could wake people up, that would be the equivalent. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me about William Willett. Is it Willett or Willett? Willett. W- Willett. William
1: Willett was a, uh, a an English uh, architect and builder in the early 1900s. And he used to wake up every morning. He lived in a suburb of London. And he'd wake up every morning... Um, and at, at around dawn, and he'd go on an early morning horseback ride around his area before he went in to work into work work in London. And as he's uh, going around on a beautiful spring and summer morning, he realized that nobody else was up. Everyone was sleeping through this beautiful time of day. And uh, at the same time, when they got home from work, uh, it would get dark after a little while, and so they wouldn't be able to be outdoors in the evening. So one day he had this idea... That if we uh, would move the clocks forward, everyone could get up at the same time that they normally did, but they'd actually be getting up an hour closer to sunrise, and making use of that uh, wasted uh, daylight. And so he proposed it to Parliament. In uh, he came up with the idea in 1905. He proposed it in 1908 to Parliament, uh, but Parliament rejected it, and he rejected it again in 1909, and 1910, 1911, 1912 every year and then in 1915 he died and people thought that would be the end of his idea of daylight saving time but uh the germans had heard of his idea as most people around europe had and in the middle of world war one they realized that by using daylight saving time they could save energy for the war effort so the germans actually were the first people to put in daylight saving time in 1916. Once they did that, the British Parliament, having rejected it for eight years, uh, put it in one month later because now their major enemy was using this idea, which really came from from Britain. And so, uh, after, in World War One, every almost every country on both sides of the war utilized daylight saving time, including the U.S. Uh, when we got involved with World War
0: One, what were, what were some of the arguments pro and con uh, when this was originally presented? Um, I, I think there were some scientists who said this This would mess with our biological clocks it would be unhealthy for us
1: yeah so a lot of well first of all they had just come up with the time zone idea uh, not that much earlier 10 or 20 years earlier and people said well now we have sort of a standard around the world why should we start fooling around with the standard?" so there was that, that kind of feeling um, and uh, However, the uh, the suggestion was that, it was, well, Willard's idea was more that we were wasting time, wasting beautiful daylight and having to go into, uh, you know, having the sun set uh, earlier at night uh, and so not having the time at night and sleeping through the daylight. But the other side of it was the saving of energy. And that's what became the impetus in World War 1, and it turned out that studies showed in in World War 1 that all the country saved energy. Another benefit in the wars was that in those days people would have victory gardens uh to they would grow uh small plots of uh vegetables and uh food in the, in, their ho- near the, in their home in their home yard that would contribute to the war effort, and people were able to do that more when they got home from work because there'd be an hour extra of of daylight. So Mm. those were the emphasis that that put it in originally.
0: Hmm. Now, Willett's idea was interesting. Uh, He wasn't proposing an exact hour, was he? And and he wanted to phase this in gradually, I think uh, moving the clock 20 minutes over successive Sundays until you got to where you wanted to be
1: right he uh he thought the uh the change of an hour might be too strong, and he would rather do it. in he actually originally proposed four steps of twenty minutes, and it's an hour and twenty minutes uh, through a month in the spring and then an hour and then four steps back in the, in the fall. However, once uh, Palmer started discussing it, uh, a lot of people realized that that would cause a lot of disruption four times rather than once, such as the trains would have to change their schedules eight times a year instead of twice. And so because of that, it was quickly within a year or two changed uh, to one one hour in the spring and one hour back in the fall.
0: Hmm. Uh, so nations tended to, at first to go to this for wartime or for energy savings, what was the impetus to to make it permanent?
1: Well, it, w- it each country uh, treated it differently. In Britain, they've had it co- continuously since World War One, and they've never gotten off it. But most countries thought of it as a wartime measure. And in the U.S., uh, it was thought about as a wartime measure in World War One and also in World War Two. It was put in there for the same reasons. Uh, less than a month after Pearl Harbor. Uh, we put in daylight at the same time again to save energy for World War II. Uh, but when both wars ended, the most of the people uh, felt it was a wartime measure, and it was particularly unpopular in rural areas because farmers uh, had to follow the the sun independent of whatever the clock said. And so when the clock changed and the sun didn't change, they would be an hour out of sync with everybody else. So there was a lot of resistance from... Uh, farmers. And so after both wars, in the U.S. anyway, it was changed back uh, to a Standard Time. But what happened was that in World War One and especially in World War Two, a lot of places around the country that had it liked it. And so even though it wasn't national, uh, they started putting it in individually. So you would have certain states had daylight saving time, certain cities had daylight saving time, and it was city by city, town by town. And each town could decide when it started and when it ended. So it got to be, after a while, a very uh, chaotic situation where one town would have standard time, the next neighboring town would have daylight time, and the third town would have daylight time, but starting and ending at different dates. Hmm. So what happened was uh, that happened through the 50s and 60s. And in 1966, the government passed a law that said that no state had to have daylight saving time, but if it did, it had to be statewide and had to start and end at the dates that the federal government would set so everyone would have a uniform starting and ending date. And mm-hmm. that's basically the law that we have today.
0: And this is illustrated. You have, a, uh, <laughs> you have a story in your book, an illustration of a of a trip. If you were to start, I think, in Kentucky, go through Indiana and end up in Illinois, um, I think you know yeah, what I'm talking a- about. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, there was a bus ride you could take, through. actually was from Moundsville, West Virginia, to Steubenville, Ohio, and it was only 35 miles. I think it not very far, 35 miles. And if you wanted to keep your watch correct as the bus stopped at all the stops along the 35-mile ride, you'd have to change your watch seven times in 35 miles. Wow. So that became a, a, a nationally known uh, situation. Another situation that happened in those in that era in the 1960s was that there was a short time period where Minneapolis and St. Paul had different times, even though, of course, they're the Twin Cities. Uh, One went on daylight saving time, the other didn't. So (laughs) that was the impetus. Uh, uh, Iowa, one year, had 28 different starting and ending dates of daylight saving time uh, in different towns around the the state. So uh, that was the impetus in 1966 for the Uniform Time Act.
0: And and I believe, if I'm recalling this correctly, in St. Paul, was it uh, the police department was on a different time than the fire department, at least briefly?
1: Yes, well, they they all had to decide what they were going to do. St. Paul had an unusual situation because the state was on standard time, but the city was on daylight time, and St. Paul was the capital of the state. So a lot of the federal, I mean, a lot of the state buildings were following one time. And a lot of the uh, and a lot of the local the other buildings were following other times, and so it got to be very confusing. And there's a story that one uh, uh, one policeman used to have a one, uh, one watch on on one hand and a different watch on the other <laughs> hand with two different times. And they wow. had problem with in th- little things like enforcing when uh, parking was legal and when it wasn't legal, because there'd be a sign that would say, you know, no parking nine a m to six p m or something and uh you know which time- which time were you using so it got to be very confusing then.
0: so there's some value to uniform time, but that yes. that becomes problematic uh for example, and you give an example of this in the book uh, poor Indiana, the time zone kept creeping and and I think to this day the the state is split in between time zone right
1: right for there are several states as you know that are in uh multiple time zones. And um, Indiana had had a different problem, though, because Indiana decided m- m- almost all those states other than Indiana were either were on daylight saving time in both parts of the state, but in Indiana, they had for many years the central time of this part of the state was on daylight time because a lot of that was the suburbs of Chicago, and they wanted to be in the same time as Chicago. But the eastern time zone part of Indiana uh, was mostly rural people, and they wanted to be on standard time year-round, and so they were. However, part of that uh, section of Indiana was also suburbs of Cincinnati, and Cincinnati, of course, was in Ohio, and so they was on a different. They were on daylight time. So the suburbs of Indiana. Went on their own little uh, the suburbs of Cincinnati went on their own little daylight saving time area within the standard time area of, Cincinnati, of, of Indiana, so it got to be very confusing. So eventually, 2006, Indiana decided to go on to uh, uh, daylight saving time in, <clears throat> in throughout the whole state. A lot of the businesses found that they were losing uh, money; it uh, was hurting them because part People in other parts of the country didn't know what time it was in Indiana, so they would call, make a business call or something, and and their business would be closed. And so they felt that that was a negative enough that they pushed through a bill in 2006 to make Indiana all daylight time on both sides.
0: If you just joined us, we're talking about daylight saving time. Two Utah legislators say they may propose legislation this coming session, beginning January. Uh, that would either take Utah off daylight saving time. We' join our neighbor Arizona in that, uh, or put the vote uh, uh, put it to the voters. Uh, this is a result of a survey that was mandated at last year's legislature. And uh, they say the results have come back uh, pretty overwhelmingly, this admittedly unscientific survey, um, that, uh, that 67% of the respondents uh, want to uh, go off of daylight saving time. Interestingly, Mr. Perrout, um, some 15% uh, said, uh, let's just stay on daylight saving time all year. Do, you, do we have places that have that sentiment? I, I know it, I've read about a place in Canada you talked about in the book where they have double daylight saving time.
1: Well, they had it one one year.
0: Oh, one uh, year, okay.
1: They, yeah, uh, and uh, they had a time when they jumped two hours. They changed their clocks by two hours instead of one. That was in Newfoundland. And uh, they liked it until it got to be... Uh, until it, and, and until it got to be September and kids went to school and they found that it was very dark in the mornings uh when they had it uh what 2 hours advance and so they they got rid of that but mm. uh there's no place that has uh daylight time uh year round in fact it it's you, you can't do that under the current law
0: Oh uh, cur- the current law uh, allows the you law. to okay. either
1: have daylight saving time or not
0: Okay it's not yeah.
1: being standard time now you could, of course, change the law.
0: And uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we have several comments from listeners. Uh, Jake and Hiram, uh, Kylie and Moab David in uh, Cache Valley. We'll get to those uh, comments, and we would uh, love to get your comment. What What are your thoughts on daylight saving time? We spring forward and we fall back. We've done that for quite some time. Our neighbor, Arizona, doesn't do that. They took themselves off the daylight saving time. And there are there's kind of a movement in western states. Colorado has a potential uh, a proposal, at least floating around there, to go on daylight saving time full year-round. Our guests just told us that they'd have to get the law changed nationally, I guess, to do that. Uh, changes uh, potential in uh, western states and here in Utah as well. Uh, later in the program, coming up in about five minutes, we'll be joined by those legislators who are making this proposal those are Representative Lee Perry and Senator Aaron Osmond. Later in the program, Steve Goodwin, who works in the tourism industry in the Moab area. Hopefully you as well. The number is 1-800-826-1495. 1-800-826-1495. You can join us uh, to UPRAccess at gmail.com, upra at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and on Twitter. You can find us at Utah Public Radio. More following the break. Programming on Utah Public
2: Radio is made possible in part by our members. And Crumb Brothers Artisan Bread in Logan. Open for breakfast Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. and Saturdays at 8 a.m. Offering muesli with fresh fruit, walnuts, and yogurt. Breakfast menu
3: at (laughs) crumbbrothers.com. A visit to the place where you live, near the Kalahari Desert in Botswana, where exotic wildlife is right on the doorstep.
4: We love it that we can take our, our young kids and go see zebras and warthogs and ostrich and giraffe just uh, on a weekend or someday after school.
3: The border between the wild and the city in Habarane. I'm Steve Herwood and that's next time on Living on Earth
2: from PRI. Wednesday morning at 10 on Utah Public Radio.
0: Daylight Saving Time is a deceptively simple idea. The idea is uh, let's use daylight to its maximum advantage. Most of us are not, at least in the summertime, awake uh, to uh, fully take advantage of uh, daylight. So let's uh, let's shift that daylight to the evening when we can take advantage of it. It has been controversial, continues to be controversial. And right now we're talking with David Pryorow, who is author of Seize the Daylight, The Curious and Contentious Story of Daylight Saving Time. Coming up in about five minutes, we'll, be, uh, we'll add into the conversation two Utah legislators, Representative Lee Perry and Senator Aaron Osmond, who say they may uh, put this uh, to a vote uh, f- for citizens of Utah, or they may just... Uh uh, propose that we uh, the legislature take Utah off daylight saving time, and later in the program, Steve Goodwin will join us. He works in the tourism industry in the Moab uh, area uh, before we get to a couple of um, responses from our listeners, Mr Peru, I wonder if you tell us the story there are some life and death consequences to to this this artificial construct of time and differing times in different areas. I wonder if you tell us the story about the would be Palestinian terrorists
1: oh yes uh this uh was in nineteen ninety nine there was some palestinian uh living in in israel who in imported uh time bombs and their idea was to put them on uh intercity buses and one uh they would go out and two a pair of uh two uh terrorists one would put one would get on a bus with a bag that had a bomb in it ride the bus for a stop or two and then get off leaving the bag on the bus and then the bus the uh bag would be timed to explode while the uh while the bus go, went go, kept going and the terrorists would get off and be picked up in the car by by his compatriot anyway they in, in they uh they uh in imported some bombs from uh, the Palestinian territories and at that time, Israel had gone off daylight saving time, but the Palestinian territories were still on daylight saving time. And so, what happened was the, the times on the, the times on the time bomb were an hour off from what the terrorists thought. And so, instead of uh, getting on the buses and exploding on the buses, they exploded in the cars and killing the
0: terrorists. Hmm. Well, wow. just yeah, that that one hour in this case, that life, one and, hour life made and death. A big difference.
1: Yeah. They were on their way. To plant the bombs, yeah. and uh, instead the bombs
0: exploded. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to our uh, listener responses. This is an email. Our first email here from David in uh, Logan is interested, Mr. Perrault, more in you than the subject. He says, I'm trying to nail down your guest's accent. I say he's from Lo- somewhere in Long Island. That's his guess.
1: That's pretty close. I'm from actually Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And, uh, I live now in uh, the Boston area. I came up here for grad school and stayed. Uh, but, yes, I'm originally from New York, and even though I've been away from it a long time, I can't shake some of the accent.
0: <laughs> All right. So, it was, so
1: I am on the—I uh, really am pretty close to where you thought I was.
0: All right. Well, well you were pretty close, David. Uh, now to the subject. Uh, Mo, uh, Kylie in Moab says, uh, has a couple of comments. Uh, she says, uh, I say get rid of it talking about daylight saving time i really do not like having my time my life being manipulated in this way and I, I'm, I'm sure that's that, that's what a lot of people say well, that's, if you got rid of
1: it you would be on uh the uh mountain time zone and that's also uh artificial yeah in fact what the mountain time zone the way the uh time zones happen to be you're really using the time that it should be in denver Throughout the whole mountain time zone, so you could say that's artificial as well. Uh, but the the idea is, it's, it's it's a choice of having one artificial time or another. And uh, if you think that the benefits of having an extra hour of daylight in the evening uh, all summer long uh, is worth uh, the inconvenience of the change uh, in the spring and the fall, then then you do it. And most people when When they think about it uh, and think of all the the ramifications, most people think that that inconvenience in uh, changing the clocks is worth having an extra hour for 8 months of the year.
0: And uh, then Kylie uh, wrote back in to our email, which is, by the way, uh, UPR at, at gmail.com, We hope to have your comment as well. This is what Kylie says. I like the idea of saving energy, and I would like one time not shifting time. So it sounds like uh, perhaps she would be in favor if Congress would, would change the law and allow it of, of just staying on maybe daylight saving time the whole well, year.
1: Well, pro- that, that's been proposed, and that, that, that does have the benefit of that you would save energy in the winter as well as the summer. But the problem is that when you have uh, daylight, saving time in the winter, you have very late uh, sunrises in, in the morning in uh, the darkest months of the year, January and February, you would have, I think, uh, like a sunrise. I think I looked up in Salt Lake City, you'd have a sunrise of 9 a.m. Uh, so most people would have to uh, wake up in the pitch dark, go to work, in the dark, which a lot of people don't like to do, and very important, a lot of people don't like to send their kids to school in the dark. Uh, And so uh, daylight saving time is sort of a way to get the benefits of daylight in the evening for most of the year, but in the darkest months of the year, uh, don't make it too dark in the morning. So that's, that's a compromise that daylight saving time is.
0: It looks like from this survey that was commissioned in Utah by the legislature, uh, that looks like the the number one reason people say that they want to get off daylight saving time, is that inconvenience of, of springing forward and falling back. Uh, a lot of people sounds like are tired of doing that.
1: Yes, well that that is true. It's a it's it's definitely a negative, especially of course in the in March, uh, when you lose a uh, an hour of sleep. A lot of people don't. Uh, Enjoy that. It's it's not very pleasant, and it sometimes uh, causes people a day or two of inconvenience. But of course, it's no different than going from L.A. to Salt Lake City. You lose an hour there, and you know businessmen and travelers do that all the time. Uh, but uh, you have to think about if that hour of loss for the and the day or two of maybe having. Uh, having your sleep interrupted is worth having an extra hour of daylight for eight months of the year from mid-March to the end of October. Every day for those eight months, you have an extra hour to do things. Plus, there are all these other specific benefits, saving energy, um, reducing traffic accidents, uh, public health benefits, a lot of countries like, the public health benefits of daylight saving time gets people out more in the evening, and so instead of sitting home watching TV, they're out doing some outdoor activity. Uh, there's a thought of a crime benefit, so you have to weigh the benefits with the uh, with the inconvenience.
0: We're talking about daylight saving time, and uh, we have with us David Prairow, author of "Seize the Daylight: This is a History of Daylight Saving Time." We bring in now our representative Lee Perry. Uh, welcome to the program, representative. Thank you. Uh, you, along with Senator Osmond, understand are considering at least are are, are you going to propose this uh, proposal to either take Utah off daylight saving time or put it to the voters? What, what what's the plan?
4: I, I currently have a bill file open that uh, follows in line with what the survey came back with, and that would be to follow Arizona and work with Idaho to make Arizona, Idaho, and Utah all on the same time zone and basically go to straight Mountain Standard Time.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. So Idaho is potentially interested in joining this as well correct okay uh tell us about that survey this was uh, commissioned last year i think by the legislature you do it uh, tell me about the results
4: uh yeah representative Rhonda menlove who serves in a district adjacent to mine who's now retiring this year she uh passed a bill that basically asked our governor governor's office of economic development to push out a survey to the citizens of utah to see what their opinion was on what we should do about daylight savings time because there's been lots of Different people in the legislature have been hit up over the years, and so we put it out there. We had um, nearly 30,000 people come back, or in excess of 30,000 people come back in and give their opinion. And out of that, um, it was well in in over 60 percent said, we just need to go to get rid of it. Quit switching back and forth every year. Let's just pick one and stick with it. Some were more, let's just go to Mountain Standard Time. There was a few. There was a... About a 15% group said, let's go to daylight savings time year-round, and then, of course, we had about a 20%, 25% somewhere in there that were like, ah, we like it the way it is, just leave it how it is. And so, in this case, you know, the majority are really in favor of, let's just get rid of daylight savings time, let's just go to standard time and just get used to the way it used to be and go back to where we were prior to 1966.
0: Uh, so it sounds like, from the reporting on this, uh, in any case, the biggest reason that the respondents here wanted to make that change is the they found it inconvenient, they were tired of going back and forth, springing forward, falling back.
4: You know, initially that that's probably the response they got on the survey, but talking to most of these people, a lot of them are elderly, um, and then a lot of them fit the younger demographic group that really are opposed to this um, with, as far as having younger kids, that kind of thing. And the biggest reasons I've heard is, It's very difficult with children during the summer when you have those later daylight hours to try and get children to go to bed. And um, then there was health implications on the older side. They said it throws their body clock off, you know, two or three weeks at a time. There's some studies out there about possible heart attacks based around daylight savings time. And so there was concerns about health concerns. Um, And, yeah, I think a lot of just picked inconvenience just for the sheer fact they didn't know what else to say, whether – because a lot of these folks obviously don't have a medical background, can't say, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I have health concerns." Even though when you talk to them straight on, they're like, "Yeah, it, it throws my clock off. I hate it. I don't like to have that mm-hmm. billing every two weeks or every two, twice a year."
0: I, so, I see that that was inconvenience was one of the uh, options. But I understand that uh, many people took advantage of the comment section, so you got a lot of a lot of comments.
4: Uh, yeah, in fact, the comment section um, had enough pages in it that would uh, basically create another book of War and Peace if you were to take all the comments. Well and put it in a book format
0: yeah uh so mr Perrow, the 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 fact that this is a hot topic I, I think probably would not surprise you this this has been controversial uh all along its history i think daylight 17.
1: that is correct from the very uh beginning it ha- it has been um and in all countries it's a it's uh in use in 70 countries around the world and in some of them it's uh it's an issue Uh mm-hmm. Many of them, however, are you know. It seems to be a settled
0: fact. Are, are are you surprised by this current movement? Uh, it's it seems like it's been pretty steady for a while. And now Utah, possibly uh, Idaho. There's there's talk in of uh, you know the uh, petition going around in Colorado. Are you surprised by the current movement? Well,
1: I think there's always been uh, some groups of people that ha- that haven't liked daylight saving time. Often what we've found when we've done uh, you know, more uh more standard kind of surveys, uh is that uh the people that are against it are a little stronger in their attitude. The people that are for it like it, but it's not their major uh concern. And so you don't get a lot of a response from the people that that are for it. It's it's sort of a the benefit is sort of Spread out for the people that for you know as I said eight months every every uh day um, but yes it's it's controversial now, one of the other things that is generally true around the world is uniformity is a uh, a big issue, and so when you start to uh and that's in fact what happened in in Indiana, Indiana had standard time year round for many years. And they found it was hurting their businesses and uh, hurting them, and so they wound up going on Standard Time mostly to be uniform. And when the U.S. extended Daylight Saving Time uh, 2007, each province of Canada, which had a indiv- which individually could decide whether it wanted to do it, each province went on the same extension, not because necessarily it was best for them, but to stay uniform with the... Uh, with the U.S. So when you start to have uh, changes, uh, one of the things you have to consider is any negative effects of uniformity, of, of a different uh, time uh, than everyone else in the country.
0: Representative Perry, uh, I wonder, since this survey is not scientific, and uh, these respondents are uh, are self-selecting, what one of the options that I've read that you and Senator Osmond are, are considering it would be to put this to a vote of the people. Would, would that be the way you do it, or would just uh, have a vote in the legislature? So that,
4: that would be a, an alternative. It um, takes a little bit more, uh, a, a lot more work, really, because then what you have to do is we have to put it on a constitutional initiative and put it on the ballot, um, and then that would allow the voters in 2016 to vote on it. And that is a possibility. I mean, we'll see how the legislature this January looks at this issue as we bring it forward, um, we're going to present the, present the case to them. We want to look at it. It's not real scientific, but interestingly enough, they did this survey, and they did put it online. And of course, we had a lot of people go online and take it that way. But we actually took it on the road, and we took it down to the southern end of our state, to a group that we're meeting down there. And we had exactly, almost exactly the same number. It was a smaller group, but it was a group of people that were meeting in southern Utah. And we took it into this group and said, "Okay, we want all of you to vote today." And so that whole group went and voted. And consistently, out of this whole group of people, it came out almost 60% in favor of just getting rid of it and going to Mountain Standard Time, and the same percentages came across. Then we took it to northern Utah to a group of uh, a farm bureau. Um, So these are all agriculture farmer folks, and we thought, well, this is a group that's obviously going to go in favor of staying the way we are right now. And, again, it turned out exactly the same way. 60-plus percent said, let's get rid of it, let's just go to one time per year, and the same numbers almost identical to the online survey. So interestingly enough, as we've gone around and we've tested it in smaller groups even, and even just my response on emails and stuff, it hits it the same no matter what. Even if you did it scientifically, I think we're going to find that the number is somewhere around 60% of the citizens of the state of Utah think it's time to just get rid of daylight savings time, go to a standard time, especially if we can partner with Idaho and make it a regional thing.
0: Uh, so to, to, to your mind then, um, this, this is persuasive? You're, you're, you're ready to put this to the legislature and, ju- and just do it in that matter?
4: Yeah, we have, a, we, have, we have a bill format coming forward exactly that way, because a lot of times, in fact, some of that 60% are like, you know what, why are you going to send it to the voters? If 60% of us think that we want it, why can't the people who are elected represent us and be our voice on Capitol Hill just do this? Hmm. Why do we have to put it off to 2016? I think I I can't disagree with the voters on that.
0: Yeah, Uh, I I think the the uh, group you're talking about, southern Utah, was the Utah Rural Summit, I believe. Yes. Yeah, and then you put it to the Farm Bureau, Uh, Mr. Perrow. I I don't know if you do those particular groups. Would they have a a bias one way or the other? Well, check this.
1: As as uh, against what most people think, uh, most people think uh, daylight saving time was was put in originally to help farmers. It's the exact opposite. It's not surprising to me at all that farm groups would be against it because, from the very beginning, 1905 until the present, and here and all around the world, the number one group against daylight saving time has been farmers and rural people. As I mentioned, that's what happened after World War One and World War Two. So that that doesn't doesn't surprise me. Um, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, the state has to consider you know what's what's best for it. There's a lot of pros and a lot of cons. Uh, I should say Arizona has a different issue. The reason Arizona doesn't have daylight saving time is because it's so hot in the summer in in Phoenix and Tucson, in the major population areas of Arizona, that they don't they don't go outdoors until the sun goes down in most parts of the country uh people like the daylight uh lasting longer in the summer because it gives them an extra hour to go out uh, do outdoor activities but in arizona what they found when they had daylight saving time one summer 1967 that it was so hot in the summer that people stayed indoors until the sun went down. And so rather than getting them out an hour longer, it kept them in an hour longer. And so that's why uh there's no uh daylight saving time in Arizona. Hmm. So that issue doesn't really apply to most other areas of the country. But you know, so that's just one to
0: consider. Let's get to a couple of comments here. Um, and we're going to bring on Steve Goodwin here uh, momentarily as well. He works in the tourism industry in the, in the Moab area. And we have with us uh, Representative uh, Lee Perry uh, from the legislature. He, along with Senator Osmond, are uh, set to propose legislation. Uh, to uh, introduce legislation, I should say, which would propose that uh, Utah uh, take itself off of a daylight saving time, especially if they can go in concert with Idaho and, as Representative Perry says, create a, a regional area along with Arizona, which is already off daylight saving time, which would, would stay on standard time uh, year round. Uh, Representative Perry, uh, I want—I don't know if you can stay with us. I know we only uh, uh, booked you for a, a, you know, shorter time. If you can stay, we'd love to have you.
4: I would love to stay, but I actually have to get into a meeting right now. So okay,
0: I we'll, we'll let it. you go. Like I
4: said, uh, we look forward to more more debate and more discussion about this issue.
0: Okay, we'll look for, look forward to that. Thank you, Representative Perry. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, let's get these uh, comments. This is from Jake in Hiram. He says he doesn't need an extra hour of daylight at 4:30 a.m., but he does need an extra hour of daylight at 9 p.m. Mr Perro that and that's I guess that, that uh,
1: is really the crux of the daylight saving time benefit for most people is that everyone in the summer and uh, sleeps through or I shouldn't everyone but most people sleep through sunrise nobody sleeps through sunset so uh, if you can move sunset back an hour and then cost is moving sunrise back an hour that to most people is a very good bargain Uh, In addition, of course, I should emphasize that there are these other benefits, saving of energy, reduction of traffic accidents and fatalities, cutting of crime. Um, So there are those kind of benefits. But uh, for most people, the average person, the benefit is that they have an extra hour in the uh, spring and summer and early fall to uh, get outside.
0: Here's a comment from Steve in Beaverdam, Arizona. He says, as far as I know, I live in the only corner on the planet where three time zones collide. Seven miles north, the state of Utah is on Rocky Mountain time. Eight miles west, the state of Nevada is on Pacific time. And here in Beaverdam, we're on Arizona time. For about five months of the year, we comport with the nearby city of St. George and are an hour ahead of the nearer town of Mesquite, Nevada and for the other 7 months we're congruent with mesquite but an hour behind St. George confused yet he says well i often am and i've been living here for years in this little corner i can feel a little like uh, the laws of physics have been suspended personally i would love nothing more than to see utah abolish daylight saving time that's a, yeah he, it sounds like he lives in a very confusing area
1: yes said well that living near a time zone border is often uh, very inconvenient and I should say, if Utah goes on uh, standard time year-round, it's going to create new time zone borders for the people right now that don't have that problem, the people that are bordering uh, Colorado and Wyoming, for example. Um, so that's, for those people, probably a negative, that they're going to have uh, you know a problem that they never had before. Huh? The other thing, uh, the other issue is that Having a different time zone is different from having a different uh, time zone part of the year. And that makes it even more confusing to lots of people that uh, you'd be in one time. Like this uh, gentleman who wrote, who sent that in, uh, obviously, is, is, in a, is in a very confusing area. But uh, you have to think about if uh, changing your time is going to just expand that problem.
0: We're bringing in uh, now Steve Goodwin from uh, Moab. Steve, welcome to the program. Good morning. I appreciate you being on with us. Uh, you work in the tourism industry, I believe.
5: I do, down there. here in Moab for the past seven
0: years. Uh, also on the radio at uh, KZMU.
5: Yeah, I have a, a show I do uh, bi-monthly uh, on Tuesdays.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it, it's good to have you on. Uh, let's bring in, uh, before we, we jump in, let's bring in Howard from Smithfield, who has called in. Howard, uh, glad you called. Welcome to the program. Let's see, we can barely hear you, Howard. Oh, there, there you go.
3: let the thing. Um, by the way, does anyone know what time, let's say the longest day of the year, if we don't change it, what time is the sun coming up in north Utah, roughly? Just curious. Uh,
0: I think it's uh, the, uh, Jake and Hiram. I think he talked about 430.
3: Yeah, that's pretty in, early, but uh, I can handle it. Um and, you know, it's going down now with daylight savings time. It was like 945 on the longest day. I mean, yeah. you know, that's like that's late. I mean, look, 60% are on the same page. You guys earn your pay. <laughs> you know, change it.
0: <laughs> okay. You're in favor of, uh, of Representative Perry and, and Senator Osmond uh, doing this.
3: Yeah, Opposing yeah. This. But okay. yeah look, it, and, by the way, this has been one of the most um, – you know, like factually neutral conversations I've heard about a subject as um, you know like this and so yeah just leave it standard time I do business internationally and it sure would be nice just to not have to be wondering oh is it six hours or seven hours Greenwich difference you know Um, the whole thing yeah it sure seems like it would be better if it just stayed standard time Uh, you know 430 is kind of early uh, in June, I guess. But, uh, you know, I could adjust to that.
0: Okay, thanks for that, Howard. Okay, bye. Appreciate that. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Steve, um, you, yeah. you, uh, I wonder what your, first of all, what's, what's your take on this? What, uh, what do you think uh, Utah ought to do? Stay on daylight saving time or, or go off it?
5: Well, I think, you know, we should uh, remain on whatever standards being observed by the majority of the people that surround us. I, that would create the least amount of confusion if there's one uh, time standard and one consensus as to what the correct time is everywhere.
0: Uh, so you're concerned about uh, coordinating with with our neighbors, did, avoiding confusion.
5: Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's why time standards in general were were established back in the
1: 1800s.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I know that uh, some groups have expressed those same concerns, uh, you know, ski, ski associations, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, they're also concerned about confusing potential people coming in, including tourists, I guess.
5: Well, it being in southern Utah, relatively close to the Arizona border here down in Moab, you know, we get a lot of uh, visitors from around the country and, and internationally, and uh, many people that stop through Moab... Uh, as part of their trip through the southwest you know to visit grand canyon or maybe monument valley they pop into moab and uh... are not quite sure what time it is and with some folks you know booking activities for a specific date and time and maybe some would have pretty tight itineraries so if there's a confusion you know uh... with a uh, booking for a certain activity a tour or a trip whatnot and uh... there's a there's a mix-up due to time confusion then they're all confused, inconvenienced, frustrated, and the business is trying to serve them, you know, can suffer some uh, losses as a result.
0: So it it sounds like you potentially would be in favor of a shift away from daylight saving time if we can get our neighbors to do it with us.
5: Like I say, there's 24 hours in a day, no matter how you slice it. Uh, So as long as there is one consensus as to what the correct time is, I'm good with whatever Mm. is decided upon as long as there is a a general consensus to avoid any confusion.
0: One of the arguments in favor of keeping daylight saving time is that extra hour potentially benefits those who are in the outdoors, right? You can can keep your groups out later. Golfers, golf associations, for example, are concerned about this. Uh, They lose revenue.
5: Well, I suppose uh, that might be an issue down here as well. Uh, Our last uh, trip's... uh, go out as late as 7 p.m. during the long days of summer, getting back uh, at dusk. So that can make some pretty long days for us, you know, 12, 14, 15-hour days during the height of the season and mid-summer during the longest days. So, um, yeah, if uh, standard time were observed, we might not have quite as long a work day at the height of our season down here. But, uh, yeah, I get your point. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, here's a comment from uh, Carl in Logan. Uh, he was talking about this survey that the legislature uh, commissioned. Um, he says, was the survey on daylight saving time conducted with scientific methods? Then he goes on to say, was the survey presented to urban groups rather than just rural groups? There are more urbanites in Utah than rural. And uh, earlier, uh, when we had to represent Perignon, um Dr. Prerau, we we talked about this, right, the uh, but some some groups may may favor or not daylight saving time disproportionately with other groups.
1: Right. And uh also it depends when you take the survey. If you take it the day after people lost an hour, they're a little upset about that. If you take it at a time when middle of the summer when they're getting the benefit of that extra hour, they may be more favorable. So you got to be very careful in the, with these kind of with these uh kind of uh surveys uh I should mention, by the way, the kind of issue that uh, was mentioned uh, by your other guest about uh, confusing time uh, and losing business is exactly why Indiana did not uh, got off having standard time year-round and went on to daylight saving time because uh put it in sync with, with uh, almost all the rest of the country. And has made it much easier for their businesses to deal with their, mm. their customers
0: uh and to and uh, carl to answer your question specifically my understanding is this survey was not scientific and that it was online and then they presented it to the utah rural summit and to the farm bureau so that's that's a specific answer to your question as i understand it uh steve i wonder i don't know does this daylight saving time does this come up in conversations is is it on the minds of, of people you talk to there in moab
5: not at all in my experience uh, the first i learned that this was even on anybody's uh, radar was uh when your producer contacted me, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I, I had no clue this was being discussed uh, seriously by anyone.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um, and, and so, I guess at that point, you had to sort of think through where where you were on the issue.
5: Exactly. You know, yeah. and uh, I, I really, I don't know. Uh, I uh, not knowing uh, that much about uh, why this is being considered, I. I don't get it, personally. Yeah. As long as uh, everybody knows what time it is, it's all good. How that's determined, I guess we'll leave it up to others.
0: And and so this lack of discussion, that would include uh, uh, people you're taking out on tours as well. They they're not, don't seem that's to be
5: The only time it comes up, time comes up in discussion is when they're confused coming out of Arizona trying to figure out what time it is.
0: <laughs> okay, I guess it comes up when it, when it hits them. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, here is a uh, comment from Joe. He emails us. He says, I'm rather shocked that 60% of our citizens are adversely affected by changing their clocks twice a year. I'm retired now, and this issue has no effect on me. However, when I was working, I always was sad when we changed the clock back to standard time. By the time I got home, it was too dark to recreate outside. And the issue about being impacted by one-hour movement of the clock, I used to travel regularly to Azerbaijan 11 time zones away. Give me a break that one hour messes up your biological clock. Additionally, addition, I lived in Norway where the winter has uh, nearly zero daylight, the summer nearly continuous daylight. Humans are adaptable. The legislature needs to find something important to Fix, please. There's, there's Joe's comment. What do you think, Mr. Perrow? Uh,
1: a lot of that is true. One thing I, I should mention, by the way, when we talk about whether we need an extra hour of daylight on the longest day of the year, uh, maybe you don't, but you may need that extra hour of daylight in April, May, and June, and in September and October, uh, because daylight saving time lasts eight months. So whether or not that extra hour of daylight is helping you on the longest day of the year, uh, that might not be the issue. The issue is are you gaining by having an extra hour of daylight uh, in the evening in April or or in October when uh, it, normally the sun would, would set uh, maybe right when you get home from work and you wouldn't be able to get out
0: hmm.
1: outdoors. So that's another issue to consider.
0: Uh, we just have a couple minutes left. I wonder, Mr. Perrault, if at the end here you could uh, maybe give us the bullet points, you know, the top three reasons to, uh, to keep daylight saving time, maybe, maybe the top reasons uh, that people bring up against it.
1: Okay. It, to keep daylight saving time, I think you have to think of the technical benefits, which, consider, which include things like saving energy, reducing traffic accidents and crime, uh, and re- gaining public health. And uh the other main reason would be the uniformity. It's uh uh generally considered very important to be uniform with uh, almost all of the rest of the of the country so that people in uh North Carolina know what time it is in, in Utah and don't get confused. And that's again what happened in Indiana. People far away didn't know what time it was there. Um so it's uniformity and all the benefits. and most people like that extra hour of daylight in the uh, after work rather than in in the morning. The pros would be that you would uh, of changing it to standard time would be you would save the benef- you would save having to uh, change your clocks and you would uh, you would uh, eliminate any uh, negatives you have by losing that hour of sleep in in March. Of course you do gain that hour of sleep back in uh, October most or November most people don't complain about that but the one in March where you lose an hour people don't like and so you would uh save that so that I think those would be the the main uh, pros and cons
0: uh, so this will likely come up in the to our legislature. We'll be keeping our eye on this. Representative Lee Perry and Senator Aaron Osmond are going to introduce legislation. Uh, our thanks to Representative Perry, who was able to join us. Senator Osmond was in the end, not able to join us. Uh, and uh, so we thank Steve Goodwin, who works in tourism area in Moab uh, and is on the radio there. Thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. And uh, thank you to David Pereira, author of Seize the Daylight. Very interesting book on this subject. Thanks.
1: Thanks a lot. It's been fun to talk to you.
0: And uh, thanks for listening to Access Utah.
2: Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Culligan Water of Cache Valley, family-owned and operated for more than 62 years, providing Culligan-bottled water, salt delivery, or soft and conditioned water. Hey, Culligan Man, service from the man in blue. Online at logan.culliganman.com and USU's Anthropology Museum, Family First Saturday, exploring the cultural heritage of Cuba, Saturday, December 6th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in Old Main.
0: For a new era in medical coverage, we consider an integrative approach to health that cares for the whole person and includes gentle natural techniques, not just high-tech medicine. And we learn how some aspects of integrative health will be supported by provisions of the Affordable Care Act. I'm David Freudberg. Join us for The Search for Well-Being,
2: a special documentary from humankind. Thursday night at 8.30 on Utah Public Radio. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and the Utah Humanities Council, empowering Utahans to improve their communities through active engagement in the humanities. Online at utahhumanities.org. KUSR HD1 Logan, KUSK HD1 Vernal, KUSL HD1 Richfield, KUST HD1 Moab, KCEU Price, KUSUFM HD1 Logan.